Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 179. A new listener interviews me. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So today's episode is a special one. Uh, This has happened one other time. Dave Fry interviewed me for my podcast. Um, I remember it was right around this time of year. I want to say it was probably two years ago. It wasn't last year. So it must have been two, maybe three years ago um, where he interviewed me and we turned that into a two-part episode. And it's happening again. Amanda Dorlek um, is someone who... I came in contact with, I want to say just maybe a month or so ago, she came across, I don't know, the books or podcasts or something and reached out and she's just been seeing a lot. And I've uh, I've been tagged in some of her social media stuff, but I'm seeing just the excitement she has for sharing what she's seeing and how much is opening up for her in a really short period of time. Um and it's just been so fun, so fun to see her excitement and and to talk with her when we had this conversation to just, I don't know, just to see the passion she has around this and just the lightness, I think, after what she describes as, you know, a long time of just carrying around a lot of really heavy thoughts and beliefs. You can almost see them shedding when you when you see her on Zoom. And I think that you'll be able to hear them shedding when you hear her in this episode. You could hear it in her voice. So. Amanda asked if she could ask me some questions and we do it here for you guys. Um, in some parts, it's a it's more of a conversation because I wanted to know some stuff about her as well. But she had some amazing questions, things she was curious about, um, about like who we are in this moment. You know, uh, she asked about God and religion and psychics and parenting and what critics of this understanding say and uh, we talk a little bit about relationships and how those change. Sometimes it can feel really lonely when we're starting to see things in a totally different way. Um, she's going through some of that. I've gone through some of that. So I don't know. I just loved it. It was a really beautiful conversation. And I think it's really interesting to hear from someone who's brand new at this and kind of right in the thick of it, right in the thick of like maybe a an initial huge awakening Um to hear what she's curious about and to just see how all this is landing. So I think you'll love this conversation. I hope you do enjoy the conversation with Amanda Dorlick. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for taking this time to talk. Thank you. No, this is super exciting. I don't have people reach out and um, want to interview me for my podcast often, but I absolutely love it. This is great. Yeah. I've been listening to things you've been saying and it's just... If- framed in a way that just makes so much sense to me. And um, so I have a couple questions that I'd like to ask you if you're ready. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, one of my biggest struggles in this, this journey I've been on this life that I'm living has been the change in my closest relationships. I, you know, I was always really gossipy and controlling in my relationships and closed off and just very insecure. But um, 
So I kept people a little bit at a distance. Like even my closest relationships, my husband and I've been with since I was 19, I still had that little pause because I didn't know myself. So I think of it like as a Christmas present. And it's this, this like Christmas present that I've been keeping clean and beautiful for all this time. And like, I thought the outside is what mattered. So I kept the Christmas present dusted and the paper looked nice and, you know, everyone's hair's cut and the shirts are right and the house looks good and, and goes on and on and on. And now as I'm starting to look in the mirror and see who I am, I'm starting to unwrap the gift. Mm-hmm. And like, it finally clicked to me like, oh, why don't you open up this gift that you've been carrying around? Because actually the wrapping paper doesn't matter at all. And so, so I'm excitedly opening my, my president. I want to show it to my mother. I want to show it to my husband, my best friends and everybody who will listen. And it's almost like the walls I've created to protect myself are now like, it's really tough to go deep with someone when they're still talking about the wrapping paper. And I just know the wrapping paper doesn't matter that I wish. So, so, and I understand like we all are where we are. And I've heard a little bit about your story with your husband and that there's a 10 year age difference. He stays at home. Is that still correct? Mm -hmm. You work. And like, I'm curious at what point in your life did you start like, how did it change your closest relationships? Yeah, I love what you're saying. I I love the metaphor of the of the present because it's like it is. It's so perfect and shiny on the outside, right? And then you're like, oh my gosh, there's something in here. <laughs> it reminds me of like right now where we are. We're recording this a couple weeks before Christmas, and it's like the kids are so excited about like, did you get the big one under the tree and all that, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, there's something in there, you know, it gets even better. So that's so cool that you're feeling that with yourself. And um, yes, but, and I think what you said is so how it goes. Like we just get, and I'll I'll answer your question, but I just want to say like, we get so identified with whatever makes sense to identify with, you know? And, and, And sometimes it's like, we don't make these decisions consciously or purposely, but it, you know, our mind gets kind of drawn to like, this is who I am and this is my job and this is my family and whatever, or this is how our relationship looks. And it's all just a concept really, you know, it's just an idea. It's not a relationship. It's an idea about a relationship, but we kind of start to think that's all there is just like with the gift. It's not the box or something in there, but we, we misidentify. So as we wake up, to the fact that there's more in there, like you are, I, this is kind of a bad answer, but it feels like, it feels like we just get these little opportunities to like do exactly what you're saying to like usually discover it ourselves first. Like, wow, what, what else is there besides these everyday thoughts I've been thinking all day. And then when it feels right to do that with other people and, and just to acknowledge sometimes it's a messy process Sometimes, you know, huge highs, huge lows, who knows? Lonely. Sometimes it's very, yes, lonely. Exactly. Because you've had a certain level of relation with people, right? And then it changes. Yes. So all of those feelings are so normal in, in this. And, um, and I felt them too, um, especially with 
people in my family, I think more than anyone, and some friends who didn't, don't even come to mind anymore because we just aren't close friends anymore, you know? I mean, but, but I think, you know, you know, people hear that sometimes and think, oh, that's really sad and I don't want that. But, but change happens all the time in life and evolving happens all the time. And I think it's really great when we can not have to cling to anything and then just almost have this sense of, okay, we're, we're going to connect with the people that we need to connect with or that are right to connect with in whatever way that happens through life. We kind of can't help it. So even so far you have, we all have, right? We have the friends we have and we connected at the level we have. It's just that you're now seeing, oh my gosh, there's so much more possible beyond this. <laughs> so just in you seeing that, it's, I don't know if this makes any sense, but it's like, it's already taking you in. You're already noticing with your husband and your mom and your friends, like, mm, this isn't where I want it to be, or this doesn't feel right anymore in, in the way it did. And so just by virtue of noticing that, it's like, without even having to do anything about it, you're going to start bringing up new things and kind of trying to relate to them in a different way. Does that, does that make any and sense? Then, and then do those little nudges, are they ever successful? Yeah. Does, yeah. Do, have you noticed that there's been like, like someone looks at you different? Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> yes and no. So yes, for sure. And, and like, like you mentioned, I think either just now or, or before when we were writing, um, sometimes people think they know who you are and their mind doesn't change that much. Do you know what I mean? So like I yeah. think of people in my family that I've I feel like I'm completely different and they still see me as Amy from, you know, 1992. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know Amy from 1992. I have yeah. no clue who that person is, but that's how they relate. And that's okay. So I think that sometimes that is something that's like, okay, well, that's just, you're just seeing your own thoughts because we're not really seeing somebody else. We're seeing our own thoughts, but on the other side, yes, often. And often with those relationships, like your marriage and the more, you know, the closer ones, there is something about us opening up and wanting to connect that tends to just reciprocate and somebody else, because we're really all, we all have the same design. We all have psychology that maybe has walls up and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, when you go to anyone, no matter how insecure they are and you see their health and you want to connect with them and you're revealing what's in your gift, there's going to be some momentum there for them to do the same, for the same thing to happen within them. Okay. So is that what happened with your marriage? Do you want to go? Will you go there? Is it too personal? No, it's not too personal. But my marriage is kind of an interesting case where it really hasn't been uh, part of this a whole. It hasn't, it, it, like my marriage, I don't know. We, <laughs> we didn't it's really separate. have these obstacles. Yeah, it just kind of was, was wherever it is at whatever level of connection. Not that it hasn't changed and deepened, but it wasn't a tough one for me. For me, more tough ones are like, my father and my stepmother and people in my family and stuff that increasingly over years, I've had a lot of ups and downs with mostly in my own head. So when I say okay. in my own head, meaning like I had periods of, like you mentioned, lonely, like feeling like, oh my gosh, like who are these people? <laughs> and, and what do I talk to them about? Because I don't want to talk about the weather with my family. Like I'm yes. sick of it. <laughs> The, the, I don't want this conversation. And sometimes that's created, felt like a lot of angst for me. And other times it hasn't. And to be honest, 
the conversation hasn't deepened a whole lot over the years, but I've just kind it of come to it see is. it is what it is. Exactly. And I can still love them and connect in our own ways. And we don't have to talk about deep things. Okay. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, but then with other people, like with friendships and with other things, you know, it, you can go deep and you, when people are open to it and that's beautiful that you're now in a place where you're seeing that that's a possibility. Yeah. 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 I like want it. I, and now I feel like I can ask for it for my close relationships because I know I can take up space, you know, like, cause I just didn't, I don't know. So I had no idea, you know, it's like putting on glasses for the first time. Like, oh my gosh, I can see sharp edges and colors now, you know, like, wow. So what's, oh, I was just, I'm just so curious about that. If you don't mind saying more about that, like what feels like it shifted for you or do you, I mean, do you have any idea? And sometimes we don't. Yes. Well, well, okay. This is what, this is what I say as I'm looking back at it right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause we know it's changed, but so my, like, I'm, I'm a mother. Um, like I said, I had those tough qualities I was struggling with, you know, controlling, yelly, just a lot. So I, my son was five. He turned five a couple of years ago and I started seeing some anger in him. And that made me like, Ooh, I don't like this. I'm like seeing things my mother did and me and I'm seeing my son's behavior. And I'm like, something's got to stop. So I go to my mother. I don't see her yelling now. So I think, oh, she must have fixed herself or what's what, what worked for you? Yeah. You know, and just w- the impression that I got was just like, I've washed my hands. I've raised my kids. Now it's your turn. So like just very much shut the door in my face. So then that like made me think, how could you love me? I would do anything for my kids and you won't do anything for me. So do you love me? Like what? It just, so that drove me to therapy. And then like, then I started to, so, so what started to open my eyes was this EQ, your emotional management. And I started to follow Dr. Christian Conti and the way he describes, like we view, we judge others on their actions we judge ourselves on our intentions and just raising your eq is is directly tied with behavior during this time i started to come with aa i started to you know a friend of mine was struggling so i got really into aa and these 12 steps were like i would listen to the podcast of the aa meetings and like just the maturity in that way to live mm-hmm. and the structure it was almost like this rule manual or instruction manual that I didn't get as a kid. So I was like, everyone seems to be doing something right. And I didn't get this memo. Like what's, what's going on? Why am I suffering? Why do I feel awful inside? So then the AA rules, the emotional management, and then that led me to meditation. And that's where I coasted for a while. So that's when I started to like control my emotions through this raising of my EQ and as a parent, then I would work in meditation and breathing. And so kind of, I got certified as a meditation coach and just went there. And then I came upon this conversation, this understanding. Mm-hmm. And from, I, I just had a third baby and I got a lot of shame when I didn't have the time to meditate. And I started feeling, this was just a couple months ago, I started feeling 
ashamed and you know, you, you let yourself fail again. And of course you can't keep up with anything and just all those voices in my head. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a seven day meditation challenge. So I do the meditation challenge and I realize it was never about meditation. (laughs) I didn't have to do anything. I was fine exactly where I was. Like it just like, Oh, so like then the blinds got ripped open on in the darkest room and the light just shined in. And I'm like, holy shoot, this is cool. (laughs) So that just like opened my eyes. So that's, I think like my, so I think I, I think I can tie it to like this emotional management, like those those different doors that I went through, but I, I heard you. Go ahead. I heard you, um, struggled with you know, some habits and anxiety. And then you found a way through that, through understanding what your mind is doing. Mm-hmm. And what, could you just like go over your steps from there? What was it like from there? Your a light enlightening or awakening story is, what was that? Yeah. Like? I mean, there really were no steps to it. And it, and I don't know, it's so hard to talk about, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of um, say what happened or what's happening because I, who knows in a way, you know, and language doesn't really capture it. But I mean, basically, yeah, I just, uh, similar to you in many ways, just, just kind of felt bad and like weighed down and heavy a lot, a lot in my life until kind of my early 20s, um, I was having a ton of panic attacks and my anxiety was just really, really uh, extreme at that point. And um, yeah, and at the same time though, I kind of was on to the fact that there's more to life than just what our mind tells us. Like I'd always sort of been interested in this sort of stuff and spiritual stuff and all of that, but it was never concrete enough to really help. It just sort of felt like a nice idea. And it kind of felt like, oh, well, maybe when we die, there's nice stuff that happens. Or maybe if you have some peak experience, you get a night, you know, but it never felt practical. And it never felt like, like I could live in a nice place like that. It was just like a nice idea that sort of fit for somebody else, if that makes sense, or that maybe someday I could have a taste of that. But I don't know, it wasn't practical for me. So I just suffered and was in anxiety and then my anxiety kind of turned into an eating disorder and just was in that and trying so hard to do the right things and think the right things and so much work. Um, And then I, and, and really kind of coming to see, okay, this can't be it. Like I just, I, for me, I think I just had to kind of hit some really, really like, you know, floor moments on the floor moments where I was like, this can, it cannot be this hard. Like there has to be more to life than this. Um, and, and then I got into this sort of conversation that, that we're in and, um, started to see some things. I mean, first just around my habit really just started to see, wow, just because my brain has a habit telling me to eat or not eat or do this or do that, that's just a machine. I mean, it's literally just a machine. And that was, that sounds so obvious now to me. And maybe it sounds obvious to people, but it was huge. I was like, wait a minute. My whole life has been run by a machine that repeats itself. And I think I need to listen to it, you know? And, and it, what was crazy about that and still is, is it's like, I knew that I, 
I mean, I had a PhD in psychology at this point. I knew, right. I know the brain's a machine, but it never landed in a way that, that was relevant to me or that made sense in that way, you know? And finally yeah. I heard that it was like, oh, so all this habitual stuff, including all the feelings and the urges and the cravings and all of it and the insecurity and the shame, all of it is mechanical. That was huge. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm and none of at this. that point, are you married? Do you have kids? Where are you at that point? Yeah. Um, I'm married. Uh, did I have kids yet? I'm, I maybe had one. I think my daughter was a baby. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. So I've been going through, you know, seeking my whole life. But yes, at that point I was married. I want to say my daughter was baby and I was still, uh, yeah, I was still kind of caught up in this habit. Um, but that was huge. Yes. To see that. And from there, it just continued. Again, I know the story is not great because it's like, I don't, I don't remember exactly how it all played out or like words can't describe it. But, you know, from there, it, it felt like a huge, like, like if you're moving a tree, it was like, I just took out a huge chunk of the roots of this tree. And now any storm that came by, anything that blew through that tree just had nothing to, to go on. It was like, it was inevitable. The tree was going to be done for any minute now. So that was like this big root of like old belief and misunderstanding got ripped out. And then slowly and gradually still, this has been like 12 years now, uh, slowly and gradually still, it always it feels like things are falling away. And like, oh, there's another belief. Well, there's another one. I didn't even know I had that one, you know? And then it just kind of feels lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does this work in with your parenting? Are the kids open? How do they? Yeah, I think, um, I don't really talk about this with my kids that much at all. Um, but I do say little things, you know, like if, like I'll, I don't know. They, they roll their eyes enough that tells me that I know that I'm saying things without even realizing it, you know, but we don't sit down. I haven't sat, sat down or really taught them anything about this. But the thing about kids that I think is really cool is like they sort of can teach me like early on in this, I did try to sit down a little bit more and teach them some stuff. And I would always be met with like, duh, we know this or, you know, or like just a blank stare. That's like, why are you telling me that thoughts change? Almost as if they were saying, of course they do. Like, why are you just learning this, <laughs> mom? You know, yeah. so that's been interesting to kind of flip it in a way. I used to think, oh, I have to teach my kids this. And I think a lot of people do. It's natural to think that. But almost to look to our kids and see like, wow, they got this already. They haven't been conditioned away from it quite yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. For me, it's kind of like my son remembers before. Oh yeah. Like when I was yelling, like when I was just struggling. Yeah. So we can almost talk. His memory is so good and I, I hate that and love it. Yeah. But but like we can almost talk like, oh, before. So I can use like the things that I'm learning as, you know, when he comes home and his friends excluded him or something. I can, mm-hmm. you know, use what I would do when I coach someone and teach him the right way. And that gives me a lot, you know, I feel shame about what happened, but it's what happened, right? I can't change it. And it's cool. What I think really attracted me to what you say is that I get the feeling from your message that like you can live a peaceful life while also living a life while not just sitting on 
allege meditating 10 hours a day because we are also living, you know? Yeah. I think that's the best thing about it. I mean, I really do. I think it's like, wow, yes, we get to be fully human. And even in that life, like like not only raising kids and having careers and doing all the stuff we're doing, but feeling all the stuff there is to feel. I never would have thought that before. It used to look to me like, again, like if if there's some enlightened state or whatever, like that meant you just free of everything. And what's so crazy and fascinating to see is that, I don't know, in my experience anyway, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that this stuff comes up, but it's just sort of seen for what it is a little faster. You know, anger still comes up or fear or insecurities still come up at times, but not as much as they used to. And when they do, they don't look like this personal thing. It looks, it's like, oh, I hate this feeling. Oh yeah, I'm feeling some stuff. It doesn't look like, oh, something's deeply flawed with me, (laughs) which is how it looked for years, you know? So such a difference. I don't like a feeling versus something's wrong with me. Oh my gosh, totally different. Yeah, yeah. It's life-changing. Like I can't, that's, I mean, you must see that through my actions and my comments and like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's, and I know you you tend to typically take the spirituality spirituality out of it, and I think, I mean, you, you call it life living us this this energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could refer to what I think is that's like the higher power, or what do you think? Do you think it's aliens? Do you think there's <laughs> like an energy, or what? Like what? What? What's your view? What's your take? Oh, I love the aliens. Yeah, maybe we've all been, uh, we're all being controlled by aliens. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's all the same thing. That's the reason I don't talk, I don't use the words of like God or universe. I mean, I'm sure I do at times, but um, I just think it's all the same thing. Meaning, we just, like if you look at nature, like trees and animals are just doing what they're doing. I think we're absolutely no different, literally no different. The only thing about humans is we have this conversation that refers back to me, you, yours refers back to you, that seems to be playing out apparently in our head, but who knows? We have these thoughts that show up that talk about me, me, me all the time. And as far as we can tell, trees and bunnies hopping through my yard right now don't have that. Otherwise, I honest to God feel like it's the exact same thing. It's all energy just living like, or life, whatever, just, or God, whatever, living us all. Really? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not. That's so interesting. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's funny because I feel so opposite from you. Mm, Like, you know, our, our experience no, our experience, yours seems a lot more fluid and like oh, almost yeah. like a gradual. And I like, uh, and yeah. I like it a, it a while, yeah. much more dramatic. Um, no, that, that's beautiful. I, I like the way you put that. I like the way you put that. But that's really common too. I love what you said there because it is like that. I think sometimes it's uh, it's almost like things gradually, subtly fall away. And sometimes there's a giant like, whoa, earthquake. And then there's a little bit of reintegration that happens, you know, but, and, and I probably had more of the earthquake moments years ago too. And, you know, so it all is like always changing, but that's it, good to say because it's uh, any, any way it happens is perfect. Yeah. Not yeah, a yeah. right and wrong. Yeah. 
I also, I, I have this question about the, the present moment theory. Um, like, when did you start to understand that, that present moment and that we are only, like, we are nothing because nothing can be described in this present moment? And you, you refer to it as, like, uh, being married and your family and, like, can you explain yeah. to me a little bit, like, when that clicked or does it, like, because right now, it, it's just, it, that blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. So I think, I think, uh, I know it's words don't, words are so hard here, but words are I'll so just hard. sum up what I think you're saying and you tell me if this is what you're pointing toward is like in reality, whatever that is, in truth, in now, in this moment right now, there is no Amanda, there is no Amy, there is no, there's, there's just life happening. There is no, we're not married, we, we're not moms, like we're just, there's just aliveness. There's just awareness, aliveness right here, right now. It's when our mind, it's the fact that we both have a brain and our minds are constantly talking that can remember things and hold on and conceptualize, you know, and generalize that even would tell either of us that we're moms, which is crazy really, because I know as a mom and you too, like it feels like such a part and as many labels, right? It feels like such a part of who we are. Yet it's a thought. I mean, neither of us have our kids anywhere around us. Like, How the heck could you call us a mom without it just being some label? At this moment, it's just a label. That's all it is. Even when our kids are in front of us, they're just humans. Like it's a label and it's a concept and it's a, it's a big ball of concepts basically that we've identified with. Like these are my children and this is what I, and there's so much meaning and assumption and memory and future implications, right? Like all of that stuff. So when that's all active in our heads, which is just thought, we walk through life feeling like a doctor, a lawyer, a mom, a husband, a wife, whatever. But when that's not active in our mind as thought, what the heck are we? We're nothing. We're none of those things anyway, because those aren't even real things. They're just ideas. Yeah, yeah. And of course, my mind would want to try to, oh, well, maybe it's like an ant on an ant farm. Like, I'm just trying to put a label on it. And like, yeah. you know, it's like I'm fighting to stay on that trolley in Disneyland. You you park your car and then you go on the trolley and, you know, there could be lights and uh some characters on this trolley. And I feel like a two-year-old screaming that I don't want to get off the trolley when like, really, if you just open the door, there's Disney world, you know, like I just feel, yeah, I'm so like, it just, it feels exciting, you know, but that's, see, that's perfect. That's, that's just your mind doing that. And that's good to see. Like, you know, you want Disney World. We wouldn't be having this conversation. You wouldn't be, you know, looking into all this if you didn't know that Disney World is right there. It's just, it's just like that, that label machine, you know, that wants to know exactly how you said it. It just wants to know something. So if, if it gets a little too vague, our mind will jump in and be like, oh, like an ant on an ant farm. <laughs> You're yeah. like, mind, shut up. I don't want the concepts. I just want to be, but that's, but it's great to recognize it. You know, it's just what a mind does. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, this is so what do your critics say? And not critics who, like, 
it seems to me now this understanding has been around for quite a, you know, mm-hmm. many years and, and before, I mean, it's like, once you see something, you see it everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's just like, there's been bright neon lights and I've just missed it. So I was wondering what, what your critics say, like people who just don't buy it, not that they're EQs low, that they just don't buy it. Yeah. Um, I think people, you know, I think people have a hard time sometimes, me too, all of us probably, like just letting our, letting our mind change or, you know, we get so identified with how we think things are. So I think um, one thing that people say is it's like just too simple. Like that's a big comment. It's like, there's no way that life is this simple. And which is so understandable that someone would say that when life has felt very hard and very complex and complicated, you know, and like you need to work out so much stuff. I mean, that was me too. A lot of times when people have spent years and years in therapy, they're like, there's no way that all the details and nuances I've been working through in therapy are all thought. (laughs) Like you can't just reduce, you know, a lifetime of therapy to, oh yeah, you're thinking a lot which I honestly would say that <laughs> and and that and I get that that's hard to hear sometimes but that yeah. but I think it's also true. Now that doesn't mean that therapy's not helpful at times. It doesn't mean that going into the nuances and it's a thing humans do, right? There's nothing wrong with it and we can reduce it to yeah, that's a lot of thought. In the big picture, there are no problems. We're fine. We all are, you know, we have everything we need, like everything is great. And we think, and when we get identified with thought, we see all kinds of complexity and problems. So that's probably the biggest one is that like, it just can't be that simple. I think another thing people say that, that feels hard sometimes is, um, they'll hear this and then kind of argue for, um, their feelings or their experience. So like they might, listen to you talking about your experience recently and be like, oh, well, that's great for her, but I still feel really depressed or I'm still really, you know, insecure. As if that means that you're, what you're saying isn't true. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that at all. That we're just talking about different feelings. Like you have a, in this moment, have a feeling of expansiveness. They have a feeling of depression. So what? That means nothing about any of us because feelings are always changing. But I think it's easy to identify with our feelings as if they mean something about us and they're stable and, you know, so then they might, they might kind of say, oh, that's great for you. That's your experience, but that's not my experience without seeing that experience is always changing. Yeah. And, and really seeing that being at peace with it doesn't mean you're happy. It doesn't mean you're having good feelings all the time. Yes. Like there's still going to be sickness. There's still going to be injury and loss and that the story's been written. Like you don't, you don't get to control just like a two-year-old can't get to take a shower or not. Like you don't get to make this choice. It's above your pay grade and it's not fair. I think like that's a lot of but like, you know, that's a lot of the feedback I've gotten, but I haven't been doing it nearly as long. And I'd love to, I was just so curious. So like, why do you think it hasn't caught on like wildfire? It seems, I just like, I can't shut up about it. It's like, oh my gosh, does everybody know this? (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't. Um, Yes and no. You know, it's like, we kind of, it's so funny, isn't it? It's like, 
this, whatever this is, but like this understanding we're talking about, like you said, once you see it, you see it everywhere. I mean, it is in every movie, good music lyrics, like ancient poetry, all of philosophy, every major religion has this woven throughout in some way or another. It's everywhere, everywhere. And (laughs) it's like nowhere. And, you know, like once you have the eyes to see it, you see it everywhere. But before that, it's like we're just living in a different consciousness, I guess. We're just so identified with how things appear and how they look. And, And I think we can just be blinded by that. And I think also, right, like it's not up to us when this happens. Like I had to have the experience as much as it hurt when my mother shut the door in my face, how I felt, you know, I, if she didn't do that, if she was open to talking about it, I would have stopped looking like it all happens for a reason. And I just, it's so, it's like just taking a load off your shoulders. Like you don't, you're not in, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know? That's great. I love that you're seeing so much about that. Like, I love how you say, because I've seen you say this, like on your Facebook page and stuff, like the story's already written or however, however you say that, I can feel the freedom or like just the relief that you feel in me too, like to say that, you know, like, why are we thinking so hard and trying to control everything? Right, right, right. And, And just, there's no need. The suffering is going to be there. I mean, not suffer, just the low energy, whatever the bad feelings, but that's just because we're living the human experience. And I just, yeah, it sounds. uh, Isn't that so much nicer in a way than this like fairy tale idea of always being happy? I mean, that's a nice idea, but I don't think anybody can really buy into that even being a possibility. I know I couldn't. So Yeah, you know, I did. Like, I feel like I did for so long. Like thinking like, oh, if I could only go on a meditation retreat, then I could find peace. Like, yeah. oh, my meditation teacher had to do this and this and this like years of journey. That's why. Like I just, I thought it was... Like it's like I'm walking down this 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 road and I think that the destination's there when really, really, I just, it's these little signs that I have to read saying, you know, take that stone out of your shoe. You know, you'll feel more comfortable. Like, oh, okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you like the, the coaching experience? Do you still do one-on-one coaching? And is that like, that's got to be very fulfilling. It is. I love it. And I, I don't do like, hour long session, one-on-one sessions, but I do, I get to do a ton of coaching because I have a a community around the little school, big change and then my coaches and stuff. So I feel like I'm coaching all the time. Just the format has changed a little bit, but it's also funny. Like I kind of feel like when I first started coaching back in 2007, um, I felt like there was a lot on me and I not even necessarily in a bad way, but it was like, oh, I have to get really good at what I do. I want to be the best coach I can be. And if I'm good, my clients are going to have all these things happen for them. And if I'm not good, then they won't have these things happen. I just can see now that there was so much on me feeling like I'm, you know, making the stuff happen or not. And it's been really, really beautiful over the last several years to kind of have that fall away too. And to just see that really it's like this conversation we're having right now. I'm not manipulating anything. We're just talking. Neither are you. We're just talking. talking. And people hear this and 
it will wake up things within them. We don't have to do any heavy lifting. We don't have to, you know what right. I mean? It's like, so that's so nice to just get together and talk. And when you see somebody caught up in thought that they don't realize is thought, it's like a little nudge. Just like you said, take the rock out of your shoe. Hey, try this. <laughs> and then they try this and they're like, oh my gosh, my whole life changed. And you're like, yeah, well, all I did was suggest that you take the rock out of your shoe. Like, you know, but it, right. it makes coaching, whatever that really is. I mean, just such a beautiful thing. It's just a human to human conversation. And we don't have to do much as coaches and people, because our nature is health, it doesn't take much to, to feel that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, I've, I hear you refer to this um, like sinking into the peace of presence. I think I've heard you refer, like just like, you know, that the runner's high, the that feeling of everything just clicks and, you know, the first moment you take the shoe, the, the stone out of your shoe or you put the glasses on, like, can you, are you able to do that on demand? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. Although maybe sometimes, but that tells me that not really on on demand, because if I could just do it, I'd probably do it all the time, right? But um so no. But so it's like it, a gift. I think it's like grace. I think it's like we fall into that. But I do feel like the more we see about this, the more we know, I don't know this, maybe this isn't true, but it feels like the more we know that that feeling is our, is home. Like it's so natural. It's, it's our default state. We just think over it. We get caught up in thought. It's like, we think ourselves away from it, but if we just stop, like we're right back there, like that's the default. I feel like the more I've known that's the truth, I just, we, there's just a natural sinking into it that tends to happen more and more, but no, I definitely can't. It doesn't seem like I can make it happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it also, like to your so point cool. earlier, it's like, it kind of doesn't matter as much. You know what I mean? So like when we're not in that state, it's like, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not there. You're right not now. in the hot coals. You're just like exactly. in 60 degree weather, right? Like it yeah. could be, it could be. Yeah. That's, that's that's so cool. That's so cool. What about mediums and psychics? Do you have any view on that? Oh, I love your questions. Um, so it seems to me, just my opinion, that um we are all one, you know, and and so what does that even mean? Like there's one energy that that's the whole world, everything bigger than the world, but that is all that is. And that sometimes that's called like intelligence or it just, you know, it's life, whatever it is. And, and I think as humans, again, we have these brains and all this thought that shows up that can kind of obscure that. It's never, we're never separate from it. It's never gone anywhere, but it obscures it. So my take on a psychic or a medium is like, I think sometimes people get tapped into the oneness, like they're not as distracted by what's obscuring it and what they're tapping into. I don't know. That seems like it could be true, whatever that means, you know, like yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like there could be something to that. So um, I've definitely talked to psychics and mediums just for fun. Like I wouldn't put a ton of, you know, I'm not really? making like yeah. major, major decisions based on it or anything, <laughs> but it it doesn't seem odd to me at all that that could be a gift that someone has yeah that's cool. because again it kind of just feels like it's our nature I think we've all had moments I mean haven't you had moments probably especially 
as a mom too, where you just know things that you shouldn't know that, that nothing told you. It's like, you just call it intuition. We call it all kinds of names. So yeah, I think that's just our, our natural state. Wow. That's awesome. So exciting. So exciting. I love applying this to all the different areas, you know, my relationship, my work, parenting, it just, yeah, it's so cool. So freeing. Yeah. When you start seeing those connections, which you are, which is really fun, you know, when you get a glimpse of something and you're like, oh my gosh, it's true over here and it's true over there. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. Well, we've been talking for a little bit now. I wonder what your summary would be of me. I don't know, but I love, I love this, Amanda. I love what you're, what you're seeing. And I mean, just your, your beaming. I know that feeling. I remember it and I see it a lot, you know, when you really like, like you, I forget how you said it earlier, but it's like the, the blinder, like the windshield is finally clear. <laughs> it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, this has been here. So I'm just so happy for you. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I love, I love chatting with you, you know? Yeah. I really appreciate you letting me ask you some questions. Yeah. Well, I love to do it again sometime. For sure. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to give a unique, meaningful gift this holiday season? Rather than yet another pair of socks, a candle, or bottle of wine, why not give the people in your life a gift that will allow them to experience deep, lasting peace of mind the whole year through? To help you give meaningful gifts this year, I've created Gifts of Change, my 2021 holiday gift guide. It's a list of amazing gift ideas for everyone on your list, from digital courses to books to subscriptions to even gift cards so that your loved ones can choose their own perfect gift. When you purchase any of these gifts, we'll send you a personalized certificate that you can present to the recipient. You can see the Gifts of Change holiday gift guide at dramyjohnson.com slash 2021 gift guide. Happy holidays.